0: Good morning, you're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is True Word of Yah, Speaking the Word and Blood, Rather Than Holding Them in Your Basin. As always, you will find a link to the Lion's Tears ministry and a summary of what the sermon is about in the description box of this podcast. What does it mean to hold the blood in the basin? To understand this, we must look at Yah's command to Moses. And we're going to turn to Exodus 12, where the Lord God is telling Moses and Aaron about taking a lamb and using the blood to put it on the doorposts for the Lord God was sending the plagues and hardships to Egypt. Exodus twelve one through 6 And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And and if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, ye shall take it out from the sheep and from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Abba Yah spoke to Moses and Aaron and told them to let his people know that they would be protected from the plagues and hardships that were going to come upon Egypt. All they had to do was take the blood of the lamb and apply it over their homes. Exodus 12, 7-12 And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire, and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste, as is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. So do you think that if the blood was left in the basin in which they slaughtered the lamb, that Yah would have known not to leave the house and the children alone that dwelt within? It's possible, but as we know, when we deceive the word of the Lord God Almighty, things happen that if we only had listened to his word and his commands could have been prevented So I doubt in this instance, Abba Yah, who is a man of his word, would have disobeyed his own command and made an exception. However, we know the exception was eventually made when Yahushua HaMashiach, Abba Yah in the flesh, died on the cross for our sins. He was the final sacrificial lamb. The word made flesh the word that gives life to those who believe and do. So why are we leaving the blood in the basin? And this is an important sermon to understand. The sermon before this one was breaking generational curses. And there was a prayer where we prayed the blood of Yahushua HaMashiach over our generational line, over our sins, over our home. Just like he had Israel back in the day do with the blood of the lamb. When we invoke the word of God and we pray his blood that was shed on the cross over our homes, over our life, things happen. The word of God is invoked and changes occur it is powerful enough to break generational curses the blood of the Most High is I can't even put it in words but we're gonna try and bear with me let's keep going in Scripture we are reminded That the blood of the Lamb saves, that we overcome with the blood of the Lamb, that our sins are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. But do you know how this is so? Let's take a look at what the Bible tells us we should be doing and why we should not hold the blood in the basin. 1. Proclaiming our testimonies to others. Revelation 12.11 and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. We cannot give a testimony if we keep our thoughts and words sealed up in our hearts and minds, if we are not willing to tell the world about how Abba Yah saved us from ourselves, from Satan the adversary, from the world. Then, what good is having a testimony? We are to share the gospel of how Yahushua HaMashiach, which means Yah is salvation, died to save us. His death was not in vain, but necessary for the rectification of those who are the children of the Most High. If we keep silent, how are we shining our lights for all the world to see? We're not. And as a reminder, everybody is a child of the Most High. It's just that there are two paths. The first path is you follow the world and everything in it. You fall under the law of sin and death. When you put on Yahusha Hamashiach, the Lord God Almighty, Abba Yah, and his morals, values, and ethics, you fall under The law of the spirit of life, which is the word of God. And you transform, leaving the world and everything that the world tells you behind. Because you have awakened to the truth. And the truth is, God's in everything. God is not a religion. God is not someone you put in a box and identify as you know, Catholic or Christianity or, you know, Buddha or, you know, Krishna in Hinduism or all the other pagan gods. God is God. There's one creator, one God. Everything else stems from Him. Every religion, every aspect of everything Stems from the Lord God Almighty. The fault that is committed is when you start worshiping these aspects alone and you take out the Creator. Let me say that again. When you worship aspects of the Lord God Almighty, such as wisdom, such as the angels, which, you know, we know. Some of them kept not their first estate. But we also know that all angels are ministering angels. Hebrews tells us that. And so whenever we deify the angels or other people who make huge influences within our lives and we idolize them, we are taking from the Lord God Almighty. We are saying, oh, thanks for giving us this. We're going to worship this now. Just like Israel did in the beginning, whenever the Lord God delivers them from Egypt, in Exodus, you're gonna find that they build a calf, a golden calf. While Moses and Aaron is, you know, up on the mountain talking to God, Israel decides it's not good enough, they're gonna build a calf. Gold that the Lord God put into the ground, gold that these people acquired, gets melted down, And turned into a molten golden image that is a disgrace. What golden calves do you worship is a very valuable question that needs to be asked. Because if you are not incorporating the Lord God Almighty in your life, then you're still committing sin. The Lord God wants a relationship with you. And that relationship can include meditation and understanding of what karma means. That's a whole nother sermon. That understanding also includes, you know, yoga. Yoga can be looked at two aspects. As a good exercise and good stretch. Or if you put a religious spin on it. Some people say it's attracting demons and this and that and whatever because of the poses. It's all about Spin and how people spin things to fit their narrative. Well, the narrative of the Lord God Almighty is never changing and remains the same and solid. And you can find all aspects of Him in all these other religions. But the prime thing and takeaway is they remove the Lord God. The source. The creator. And so you're just left with the remnant and the remain that gets worshipped. Again, just like the golden calf. Whenever we feel that the Lord God isn't good enough, we replace him. And we have got to stop doing that. Some more examples of reclaiming our testimony come from Luke 8.39 Return to thine house and show how great things God has done unto you. And he went his way, and published throughout the whole city, how great things Jesus had done unto him. Matthew ten thirty two. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will also confess before my Father, which is in heaven. Psalm sixty six, sixteen. Come and hear, all ye that fear God. And I will declare what he has done for my soul. I give a lot of my testimony in these sermons because that's what the Lord God has called me to do. If my testimony helps one soul, then hallelujah, my struggle and strife was not in vain and it helped someone else. I will preach my testimony and share it with whomever wants to listen, because again, it is a reflection of what the Lord God has done for me. I grew up knowing God, but only knowing God through a Lutheran set of eyes. And that was not enough for me because I knew something was missing. I knew God was not a God of religion, but I had no guidance. I had no one to tell me the things that God is showing me. And yeah, God could have shown me this at 15, 16 years old, but I didn't have ears to hear and I didn't have the wisdom and knowledge and understanding in order to receive what he could have told me. So he's telling me now. And I am sharing it with you. It is never too late. As long as we have breath in our bodies, we need to be a living light for this world. Number two, we need to understand that Yahushua HaMashiach, which means Yah is salvation, paid the price for our redemption of sin. Ephesians one seven, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Knowing that Yahushua HaMashiach died for our redemption is key. The blood of the Lamb who was slain to take away the sins of all who call upon His name is sometimes hard to grasp. That is, when we reflect on the transformation of In our lives, which is why it's important we share our testimony with others because there are people out there who are struggling, who are like, I'm told that there's a God and why isn't he doing this and that? We need to be building faith. We need to uplift our brothers and sisters. We need to help our brothers and sisters. By doing that and sharing our testimony, we allow our brothers and sisters to know that they are not alone because they are not. Once we have given ourselves to God, we change. We become new beings under Yahushua HaMashiach because we have been redeemed. Now, what does redemption mean? As a noun, redemption means the act of saving or being saved From sin, error, or evil. It also means the act of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. Now, that is important because it is important to understand that the debt paid. By the Lord God Almighty, who came in the flesh as Yahushua HaMashiach, put on mortal beings, came to free us from his own wrath. And I hope you understand that. Because the Lord God... There are several instances in the Bible, and this will be a separate sermon. I may do this one next. I'm not 100% sure, but in the Bible, it says very, very clearly several different times that the Lord God, one, repented that he ever created man because during the flood, he had to destroy the world the way it was then because of the giants and the Nephilim and The evilness that was brought upon this earth when the fallen angels fell. And the Lord God repented. And there's an instance where Jesus wept in the Bible. There's several more instances where the Lord God says, I don't delight in man's destruction. So in the Old Testament, he's saying, I don't like that I have to bring these plagues or this destruction to anybody so you know what he did he decided later on down the road he was going to send his soul himself part of him into Mary create a human being and die for the sins of the world himself he sacrificed himself don't ask me the logistics of it because I'm not God. But you know that God is energy and can transform anything into anything He wants. So take that knowledge of thermal dynamics, matter and atoms and energy cannot be created or destroyed, but can be manipulated. Put that into context. Lord God came in the flesh to die for us because of His own wrath his own punishments upon us he died to set us free from his punishments just like a father or mother sets out guidelines and examples for the children in the home the lord god does the exact same thing the earth is our home the Lord God is our father. Do you really think that when we step out of line, he's not going to somehow try to correct us? And just like our own children, when they get so far out of hand, sometimes we just give up and let them destroy themselves, especially if they're adult children and they don't know what they're doing to themselves. Sometimes we hinder someone else by helping them constantly. So the only action to take then is to say, I'm done. And if you want to fall into the pit that you're digging yourself into, then by all means, do that. But I have to be done because it takes a stress full toll on a person who is constantly trying to pull someone back up if they don't want to be picked up themselves. So the Lord God said, I am coming down here myself. I am going to die for you myself. And if you believe that, then I have everlasting life for you. But if you keep choosing the way of the world and the way of wickedness, then your soul at the end and the final resurrection will be no more. It'll just come back to me and it'll be like you never existed. What does redeem mean? Redeem is the past tense and it means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. So again, the Lord God Almighty redeemed us from His bad aspects. In order to regain possession of our souls. Because whenever we sell ourselves out to the adversary, to the world. We cut ties with the Lord God Almighty. Because we made a choice. We chose to go and follow the law of sin and death. Whether we're blind and, you know, Whether or not we're blind and knowing that we're sinning and continually sinning or whether we just do it subconsciously because we don't want to have anything to do with God, we still fall under the law of sin and death. Now, whenever we acknowledge the Lord God came and died for us and shed his mortal blood on a cross on the tree and we profess that, then we are saying, I choose you, Abba yeah, And may my soul be rectified with your sacrifice. And may I have eternal life. Final judgment will decide everything. But it is important that knowing that Yahushua died to reclaim possession of our souls should be the testimony in Abba yeah, and should be, be proclaimed to everybody. Especially for those who are still lost. People rely on our testimonies. The Bible is a testimony of what has occurred in our past. The disciples testified about Yahushua HaMashiach when he was here in the flesh. The prophets and Everyone before the disciples testified about what Abuya has done in their lives before. 1 Peter 1, 18-20 For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Yahushua HaMashiach, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. For I know where I was without Yahushua HaMashiach, when I was lost and struggling for man to save me. No man, woman, or any entity on this earth as it is now that I can see with my visual eyes has ever saved me. And I'm sure no one has ever saved you and said, I wipe away your sins and make you whole in a new creation and go and be happy. No. Because most people don't want others to be happy because they're envious and jealous of what they got. Most people don't want to help each other out. Which is why, as the body of Abba Yahusha Yahushua HaMashiach, we must change that. God, whom I've not seen in the flesh, but I have seen whenever I was under surgery as a big magnificent ball of light and all I could see was his feet and sandals I know is real I know because he changed my perspective and my life for he gave me life once I died to the flesh and understood that there is a better way number three knowing we have been justified as if we never sinned. This concept is a bit hard sometimes, especially when you have taken your helmet of salvation found in Ephesians six seventeen, off. Satan comes to seek and destroy. One of his favorite things to do is to attack your thoughts and minds with the events of the past. He has become quite good at this, and when he cannot attack you during the day, he waits to infest your dreams with despair. Proclaiming the blood of Yahushua is our defense, for the word of God is our sword, our defense when being attacked with thoughts of not being good enough. For this new life we have been given, thoughts of our deepest regrets and past. These thoughts are designed to, to trip us up but pleading the blood of christ renews our minds and our spirits so that the attacks are easier to deflect and to demolish the blood of yahushua hamashiach eliminates our sins romans three twenty four through 26 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Yehusha HaMashiach, whom Abba Yah has set forth to be a propation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Yahusha Second Corinthians five twenty through twenty one Now that we are ambassadors for Yahusha Hamashiach, as through the Lord God did beseech you by us, we pray in Yahusha steadfast, be ye reconciled to Abba Yah. for he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin and that we might be made the righteousness of God in himself. Knowing that Yahushua is our witness, we can be clean. The Son of God testifies on our behalf that we are indeed a new creation. This concept alone should be our driving force for shouting the word of Yah. For if it wasn't for the blood of Yahushua, we would still be living in death. His blood eliminates all our sins. Revelation 1, 5-6 tells us this. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us, from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to glory and dominion forever and ever amen there are many more reasons for shouting and proclaiming the blood of Yahusha Hamashiach why would we want to hold onto what god has done for us in our lives This walk is not ours alone to bear. Galatians 6, 1-2 Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such and one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself least, thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Yahusha. We are called out of the darkness and into the light so that we are a beacon and reflection of God and His salvation. Proclaiming the blood of Yahusha is the gospel and we each have a responsibility to share it and to apply it in our lives. Mere meditation and reading the word is no longer enough in these last days. The voice of God is what this earth needs now, and it starts in our homes. It starts when we turn back to the Lord God Almighty and we follow His morals, values, and ethics, and we apply them to ourselves, our homes, and then our community. The Lord God is an equal opportunity God. He does not want anything other than to be acknowledged and to be loved and to have that love expressed to the rest of the world, our brothers and sisters. When we are a of Divided because we're all Israel, whether or not we believe in the Lord God Almighty, He created everyone. And again, there's two choices follow the law of sin and death, or the law of the Spirit of life, which is the Word of God. It's plain and simple the blood of our God shed on the cross is so powerful when we invoke what he has done for us and acknowledge his sacrifice. Our lives change and are transformed and our perception and perspective of the way the world is changes as well. And yes, it is a shock and awe moment To be awake and realize, oh my goodness, things are happening. And sometimes they happen at the speed of light. But the Word of God is bond. His Word is legit. His Word is 100. If you want to rely on somebody because the rest of the world has let you down, the Word of God, Abba Yah, Himself will not let you down. The only thing he requires is you put on his morals, values, and ethics and you try to be the best human being that you can possibly be with acknowledging the thoughts and minds that occur in your mind, whether good or bad, and exhibit self-control whenever those thoughts are not always pure and in aligned with the Word of God. That's why the Word of God states we have fruits of the Spirit. When we reside under the fruit of the Spirit, we gain things like patience and self-control and kindness and gentleness. And that'll be a whole nother sermon. But the fruits of the Spirit Allow us to control and gain and rein in the desires and the urges of the flesh. And that is so important to understand. For whenever yah took form of man and died on the tree and released his spirit to everybody, we all have him when we call upon his name and when we turn to him we all have him dwelling within us and his power we haven't seen anything because we have not united as his body his house his people we still remain divided and until that changes change probably won't occur so I pray that Avaya comes sooner rather than later. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later. Have a blessed day. Shalom.